Right now, we're going to invite up our sister Susie Ree. Wow, thanks. Thanks for the warm welcome. I receive it. All right, it's an honor and a privilege to preach the word tonight. Uh, for those that do not know me, my name is Susie Ree, and I'm one of the leaders at Itaewon. Woo! Woo! All right, before I begin, let me just say a quick word of prayer for us. God, we just thank you for your presence, and we thank you that you have a word for each of us here today. God, I declare and decree that all hearts here are going to open, God, to your word. And I just pray that you give us eyes to see and ears to hear of your truth. God, pour out your revelation. May this not be a time where they just, you know, people here just hear your word and they forget it. God, I pray that it would be something that would bear much fruit as they apply it into their life. And that it would be a testimony for the believing and the unbelieving that you are real and you are God. And so I pray that as I open my mouth, fill my mouth with the words to speak, be glorified. And all God's people said? Amen. All right. <laughs> Are y'all ready to receive a now word from the Lord tonight? Yeah. All right. Then I want you to turn to your neighbor and say that I'm ready to get blessed and to go to greater levels in God. All right. Now, how can we be released into greater levels in God? Tonight, I'm going to share a principle of how you can expand your capacity to receive and three ways that are going to usher in blessing and increase in your life, especially in this year of increase. Amen? Now, the principle I'm referring to is that of giving. Let it sink in. Giving is at the core of the gospel. John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his son to die for us. Giving is ultimately an act of love. To love is to give. To give is to love. So how do we give? Because he first gave. How do we love? John, 1 John four nineteen. Because he first loved. And so, we got to get good at this. Because, I mean, this is the example that Christ set for us. And so giving, it comes in many different forms. It can come in, you know, materially, monetarily. You know, maybe you can give, you know, your time, your heart, and even your life. And you'll see at this church, New Philly, y'all have, a lot of y'all, like 80 plus, have really given your life to what God is doing through this church. You know, and through Korea with, with like 10 year commitments. What? 95. My bad. Correction. 95. Now, I really believe, I strongly believe that if you want to experience the fullness of God, then you really have to learn this principle and incorporate it into your life. Now, a few months ago, actually, no. Yeah. A few months ago, our church led by our amazing anointed pastor, John Newfeld. Woo! Okay. 
Come on, come on. Let's give it up for Pastor John Dufeld. He has led us into, you know, he's led various songs. And one of the songs that really struck me at my core is a song written by William McDowell. And and I'm going to do Pastor Christian style. So, you know, if you know it, y'all can follow with me or you can sing with me. I give myself away. Okay, some of y'all know it. Okay, come on. I give myself away so you can use me. And then go to the, the stanza. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. Oh, very good, very good. <laughs> now, the songwriter, he likes to state that this song is actually a really dangerous song to sing. You know, because we can sing it, and you know, we can feel good, but can we actually live it? Can we truly give ourselves away so that God can use us to change the world? Now, the act of giving oneself away is depicted in Mark chapter 8, verse 34 to 37. Turn with me there if you have your Bibles. Mark 8, verse 34 to 37. I'm just going to read from the ESV version. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses or gives away his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? Now in the kingdom, giving away or losing your life actually translates to gaining it back. Compared to the secular world, there are so many opposites in the kingdom of God. So you'll find principles like sow, then reap, give, then receive, die, then live. And this is like a whole nother sermon. Maybe, maybe my next one. All right. Now, before I get into the three blessings that you'll receive from giving, I just want to preface a few things. Now, what I'm going to mention, I mean this all in a balanced way. I'm not saying, you know, give yourself away, give your body to just anybody, you know, and, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) you are a temple, all right? You are a living sacrifice. You have value. You have been bought with the price, right? So that's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying, Every, you know, peg on you earn, give it all away, you know, to missionaries and to various funds. And you can't even eat and you can't even pay rent, you know, because you're saying, oh, I want to love other people and I'm a giver. Okay. That's foolishness. You know what I'm saying? Now, God, he looks at the heart. Now, if you notice in Mark chapter 12, verse 41 to 44, there is the story of the widow's offering. You can turn with me or I'm just going to kind of tell you. Now, you'll see that there's like all these rich people. They're like dropping mad money in the offering box. And they're giving out of what they have. It's, their, it's the abundance. 
And then there comes this widow, and she only gives like two copper coins, which is, co- is it's equivalent to like a penny, or in Korean standards, it's ten one shibon. And Jesus points out to his disciples to learn from her that the poor widow put in more than what the rich people's money combined, what they did. She gave everything she had, all that she had to live on. And so God, he, it's, not, it's really not the amount that you give. It's really amount about your heart and what the Lord has told you to give. You ask. You have a relationship with the Lord. You can ask him, okay, God, how much? (laughs) And you give it, you know, and you walk in obedience because obedience is better than sacrifice. Now, I know. Now, don't get me wrong, okay? There's a time, when it comes to giving, there is a time that you do need to receive. And then there is a time that you need to give. Because you really can't give away what you don't have. You know, if you haven't received the love of God for yourself, then you ain't going to be able to love, some, you know, one of your coworkers who's annoying you. You're not going to be able to love your enemies. And so receive and then give. But you got to keep in mind Acts chapter 20, verse 35, five, that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Now, my first point while I find it is now a blessing that you are going to, Oh no, a blessing that you are going to receive when you incorporate this principle of giving is that it activates your spiritual gifts. Now spiritual gifts can be found in first Corinthians chapter 12 to 14. You'll find that, you know, 12, it kind of talks about the various kinds like wisdom, knowledge, healing, interpretation, all that stuff of spirits. And then 14, it says, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. And you can desire it, and it's good, you know, but, and you you can have it, but it's like, it's not really going to do much if you don't prophesy, if you don't walk at, walk it out, okay? You'll see that, you know, our, our set woman of this house, Pastor Aaron, you know, she gets up here sometimes, she calls someone out, and she like, bam, you know? <laughs> no, thank you, man. She'll, she'll just, like, lay it out, and then those people, they'll get blessed. She'll, like, you know, drop some some whatever word, and, and you'll see, like, even men, like, cry. And, you know, they, they get blessed. And you And the thing is, the reason why you see her continue to become accurate and to increase in authority is because she's giving her gift away. She's not always like, okay, pray for me. Let me, let me get a prophetic word from you. Come on, come on, come on, give it to me. And then doing it, she is, whatever she already has, she gives it away. And then there's a sharpening that takes place. (laughs) I was going to say, I know, but. (laughs) Also, another area, I mean, when it comes to the gift of healing, now I can personally attest to this because this is something that has that I've been contending for. Um, I've been on a, uh, about four missions trips with uh, New Philly, and my third no wait was it my second I forget it was my trip to India, and right before I really sensed that the Lord was saying, "Okay, 
I'm going to release some healing through you. You know, do it. I was like, oh, cool. And so right, right before, I was like, all right, let me practice. You know, let, let, me, let me pray for some people. And so I would ask people, or people, you know, they would, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so, you'll, you, you know, if you listen to people, you can tell what's going on. And so I, I listen, and some people are like, oh, man, I got a headache. Oh, okay, let me pray for you. And so I would go up to them, and I would pray. And then, you know, maybe first time didn't happen. I was like, no, no, let's pray again. And I would pray until they got healed, and then they did. And then when I went on the missions field, I found that as I kept stepping out in faith, and as I kept giving away what I knew to give, like, I kept seeing it break out with everybody that I prayed for. And it wasn't even just on the missions field. It was, like, also, you know, in my small group. You know, there was someone that had uh, an uneven leg, and it was causing back pain. And I was like, okay, small group, let's, let's all pray for um, Ashley Hankins. You guys can talk to her, and she'll testify, okay? And so we, we in faith, prayed for her leg to grow out. And, and, like, at first, like, I was like, I didn't see anything. I was like, okay, cool. We prayed, and then that was it. And I was like, cool. And then she, and the next day, she went to the chiropractor to get it confirmed, And then she was like, oh my gosh, like it's even and it grew and she did. She just didn't know at the time, but when she got it confirmed, it increased all of our faith to continue to press in as far as like, you know, seeing other people who are sick and praying for them. And so the only way that, you know, these giftings got activated was because I gave what I had. Okay. So I encourage you guys, you know, we, we have every uh, third Friday, we have 1038. It's a perfect opportunity to activate your spiritual gifts. You go, you know, you talk to people, you do good, you heal the sick, right? You talk to them and then you'll see the supernatural happen. You know what I'm saying? You step out in faith. Now, so that was my first point. Now, my second point is that when you incorporate the principle of giving, you'll find that you enter into the next level of stewardship. Now, this next level of stewardship, what stewardship is, it's faithfully giving whatever God gives you, opportunities, interests, job, family, talents, all that. And God also looks across the earth to see who can steward the mysteries of God. And so you'll see, like, stories in the Bible of, like, Joseph and David you know, both of them, you'll see that they were really faithful in the little things first. And then they stewarded the things that they had. And then God elevated them to that next level. So Joseph, I mean, both of them, they have very similar backgrounds in a sense. Like they were nobodies. You know, one was Joseph was sold to slavery. Uh, he was imprisoned for falsely accused. And then you see that he, but what he was able to do was interpret dreams. And so he gave what he had and what he knew, and he used it. He stewarded that. And then eventually you see that Joseph got elevated to the highest position, one of the highest positions to with, with money all over Israel. You know what I'm saying? And then David, you know, you see that he was tending sheep, you know? He, like, probably smelled. He probably, I mean, he says he was good looking, but, you know, he, he was all rugged. But, but he was faithful, you know, he, even when, 
even when he did get anointed as king, he he would go to King Saul, like play the harp, whatever, and then he would go back to his father's sheep and tend after what you know what he did before. He didn't just like drop it like it's hot just because you know his because he's like with the king. You know what I mean? And so you see David, he begins to keep rising up because he was faithful in the little things. Now, this is one of the core values at New Philly, to be faithful in the small things. And right now, the Lord has entrusted us with the city of Seoul, Shilim, and Itaewon, respectively, and then Busan. And, you know, we, you, you see that God, he's bringing us to that next level because, you know, last year at the retreat that we, we just went on, you know, it was like 100 plus people. And then this year, like how many people showed up? All right. And then next year, Pastor Benjamin, you know, he, he prophesied that there would be how many people? All right. There you go. Okay. That is believing and stepping out of faith and believing that God takes you to that next level of stewardship. And it's not just going to be limited to Korea. I mean, we're, we're contending for other nations as well. You know, Japan and Singapore and North Korea, right? And so, but one of the, okay, so anyways, in a practical way that you can really go to that next level through giving yourself away is getting involved at church. There are so many opportunities. You got ministry teams. You got mission trips, right? And so, I mean, mission trips, the applications are, they were due last week. All right, it's done. All right, but there are more opportunities next time around. And when the opportunity comes, you got to take it. Uh, and also, but, you know, on a weekly basis, you have media team, prayer team, service team, welcoming team. These are the, the areas that you can really excel as you give what you have. And then God will entrust you with even greater things to prepare you for the calling that he has on your life. And now my third point and my last is, now when you incorporate the principle of giving, you also, it, what it releases is the power to break spiritual strongholds. Now strongholds are anything that have a grip on you that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It's anything that appears bigger or more powerful than God. Strongholds are established through sin, false beliefs, and behaviors. And the only way you can break free is by choosing to believe in the truth through renewing your mind. And I'm going to just mention two that, that I've struggled with, but I've broken free. Is that a word? I've, okay, yeah, broke free. Man, I've been in Korea too long. I've broke free from these strongholds, but also this is the pattern that's been set to maintain my freedom. And so one of the stronghold that I'm going to mention right now is depression. Now, where is my, now dictionary.com, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Defines depression as a mental disorder characterized by extreme gloom, feelings of inadequacy and inability to concentrate. If you notice, depression is a very inward focused, self-centered disease. When one is depressed, you throw so many pity parties for yourself. 
you're not only the host, but you're the honorary guest. <laughs> All the conversations that you have at your own party are like, why me? What about me? You know, what's wrong with me? And I'm not trying to make fun of depression. All right. I realize there are times, you know, for some people, there are chemical imbalances that require medical treatment. But for the most part, it requires a renewing of the mind and giving yourself away. Now, back in high school, part of my testimony is I used to be very depressed. You know, I used it. It was to the point of I was suicidal. I had no peace, no hope until I had a powerful encounter with the Lord that led me to choose Mark 8, 34, 35, to let go, to give my life. And in that, I found it in him. And so one of the ways that I'm, I mean, I don't know where you're at. If maybe it's not you, but if it's someone that someone else that is struggling with it, one thing to keep in mind is the only way that you can really come out of that is to stop focusing on whatever it is that you're going through. Now, Philippians chapter two, verse one, one to four, you guys can turn with me there because this is a direct application of someone that is going through this stronghold. Okay. I'll just read it for you. Actually, no, I'll have y'all read it for me. So Philippians chapter two, verse one to five. One, two, three, she, jock. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Oh, okay, stop. Okay, that's good, that's good. Thank you, thank you. Now, how can we incorporate counting others as more significant as yourself? Now, I think one of the ways is you, you start to think like, okay, what is the one thing that I want? What is the one thing that I'm struggling with? And if it's like, oh, nobody listens to me, nobody wants to hear me out, then what you can do is you go do that for somebody else. You go listen to somebody else. Ask them what's going on with you and listen. And you'll find that as you live that out, what you couldn't do for yourself, God is able to come in and do for you. Now, the second example that I want to give as far as the power, what giving does to break the power of spiritual strongholds is in the form of money. Now money in and of itself, is not evil. There's nothing wrong with it. You can want to make lots of money. I hope you guys make money. Okay. I mean, we, we really got to take the wealth from the wicked. You know what I'm saying? Like really, it belongs to us, but y'all got to go after it and make some. Okay. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. You know, money. Yeah. Okay. People are like money is the root of evil. It is. But as long as it's not your God, you're fine. All right. As long as it 
it doesn't become more elevated than God. Because it says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, that you can't serve two masters. It's either God or money. So you choose who you're going to serve. And so you see that, you know, there really is nothing new under the sun. People back in the day and today, they still struggle with, you know, they wrestle with letting it go. You know, and they forget to acknowledge where the source and the, and, and whom wealth really comes from. Deuteronomy 8, chapter 18, it says, Remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Now, back in my college days, there was a time where I had a really hard time giving money away. And it was a time when it's because I was broke. All right? And may students, I understand. I used to be there. All right? I know. And at that time... You know, the money that I did have in the bank, it was my dad's, you know, just to kind of live off. And so, but at that time, like, my, my parents were going through some financial difficulties. And so I always had this guilt of, my, like, using any kind of money. You know, I always wanted to be a good daughter and not spend anything. And I, I wouldn't even buy stuff for myself. I would just save it. And then if there's an emergency, then I would use it. But there was a time when I, I was going to this church and at this church, there was a building project. And, you know, Pastor Christians mentioned it before. Buildings cost mad money. All right? It is expensive. And so I asked the Lord, I was like, okay, I'll give some money. Sure. Right? And I was like, all right, Lord, how much? And then I was like, what? <laughs> like, I saw this number in my head. I was like, shut up. <laughs> I don't know about that. Like, and I wrestled. I wrestled. I mean, I went back and forth. I was like, no, God, no. Like, that's not even my money. You know, that's my dad's money. I I can't spend it. You know, I would just, I would like debate. I debated with him. But it was, it was such a strong, like, number. And I was like, snap. Okay. I got to talk to my dad. And so I remember my first response was I cried a lot. And I really, I was like, man, this is a, this is a lot. And I, I don't know if I could do it. And so then I got some counsel from my spiritual leaders and stuff. And I was like, okay, it's so clear to me. Like, even though my dad's mad at me right now, cause, you know, cause he's an unbeliever right now, but he, he will get saved. Uh, and, and I, and I did it in faith. I, I just, I let it go. I, I, I gave it to the fund. And, and I would say, like, I didn't even realize it at the time, but it broke something in the spiritual realm. It broke something that I can't even explain. Like, I, like as of right now, I can trace back to that time where I haven't had problems with money since. Because it, when you learn to give, you know, when you learn to obey what the Lord has already told you to give, it really breaks off the spirit of poverty off of you. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. <laughs> and so, I... And so anyways, you know, this principle of giving, there are so many more benefits to it than anything else. And you got to realize, like, it's more for you than it is for the recipient. You know, it blesses you more than anything else. And so if you learn to get this early on in your life, it is so liberating. You know, right now, like, yeah, it's really liberating, okay? And so 
I, I just challenge you guys, you know, if you guys choose to live this out, you'll find that number one, it activates your spiritual gifts. You know, you'll, you'll find it in many different areas in your life through, through prophecy, through healing. If you learn to give yourself away, you'll find that it also takes you to that next level of stewardship. And then also it breaks off the strongholds that are on your life. And so right now, you know, I would have like an altar call right now, but the more I think about it, the more I prayed about this, I realized that this principle is not something that you're just going to get through prayer and through impartation. This act of giving is actually a choice. Every day you guys make choices. You know, when you get up, what you do, what you're going to wear, what, when you're going to brush your teeth, if you're going to brush your teeth, okay? <laughs> like, wh- you know, what you're going to eat, who you're going to eat with, all right? And so you got to really see every opportunity as you're given a choice, okay, this is the opportunity that I can give what I have. And yeah, and so why don't we close our eyes and pray a little bit. And so I want you guys to to really ask the Lord to reveal to you, you know, if there is an area where the Lord is asking you to give, then you need to take that step to choose to trust him that he is in control of everything in your life. And that nothing is impossible with him. And so I want you guys to take some time to pray and to renew your commitment to God. Father, I just thank you, God, that you first gave. And God, that what you gave, it was compelled first by love. You loved the world that you gave. And God, I pray that every single person in this room would get a deeper revelation of what it means to give, to give from the heart, to give to love and to love, loving to give. And I just pray that this would be multiplied. God, that this is not something that people keep to themselves, what they heard, but that it would bear much fruit in their lives, that it would really draw people to you. That when we as a people learn to give the love of God to others, that people would be drawn to you. And so I pray that each of us here as we are a temple, as we, as we want to be used by you, God, have your way in us. And so I just thank you, God, 
for tonight. And we just love you in Jesus' name. Amen.